AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. Mainly because Chris is a very busy person, very important person. We have to let him. You know what, dude? You, you're taking a shot at me again. For people that are watching, this guy goes out and orders a freaking pineapple pizza. Not two, just a pineapple, a dude, Hawaiian. Here, I'm not eating that, dude, no matter what you do. What, you, usually, if there's Chris, there's Jen. If there's Jen, there are Chris. We're, we're, we're kind we of a the, tag team we're, ever. We're, we're on the same team just two seconds ago. Oh, but come she, on. Now, but she wants to she's well, I do pizza. want him to eat the pineapple and well, pizza, but like, right. I can't. <laughs> This is the first and last straw. I'm out of here, you amateurs. The MSG Sphere loses $100 million. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Regional AV shows and manufacturers playing nice. All that and more next on AV Week. This is AV Week, episode 639, recorded Thursday, November 16th, 2023. Regional AV. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to discuss the news and information we have got this week, first and foremost, physically standing right next to me, Jennifer Weaver from Steering. How Thank are you? Thank you. I'm well. I'm I'll doing explain, well. I'll explain you. why on earth you're in St. Louis uh, instead of beautiful South Florida. Yes, so. I know. It's lovely weather here. Uh, we are here, and I am here for... CTI's National Sales Meeting, yep, and I'm having a great time. All right, standing right next to you is a CTI herb, I Mr. See that. Brian Heidgerken. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, Mr. Chris Netto from Starin. We used oh. to be friends. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. it's getting, it's getting. Do I here. stand between them or do I move I out of the way? No, you totally stand between them. It's, it's, it's been a fun week. Thank you for having he's me. He's older and heavier. CTI, than I am, not so. Tim. Uh, first. <laughs> story we're going to have. We are here at the CTI National Sales Meeting. Uh, full disclosure, I work for CTI, uh, run Aviation, uh, but the CTI folks put on a national sales meeting led by the fabulous and talented Toby Tungle uh, and the entire marketing team. Uh, 60 vendors, I think, the last time I, I counted, and uh, Jillian, my my uh, ever helpful uh, camera person, can probably tell you it was probably 100 because of the number of people that we've interviewed, but uh, we'll be coming down that pipeline with that. So, first question, and Jennifer, we'll start with you on this. Yep. This is could be considered a regional show. Yes. Right. There are sixty vendors here this afternoon. The afternoon that we're recording, a number of of, of end users will be coming through. You know, high tech managers, IT directors. What is the importance of a regional show like this? Well, from our standpoint, being the distributor, we're we're up close and personal with the reps, and we can talk to several of them at the same time understand pain points, what they're doing, what their projects are, talk to them about product. It's it's hard for us as individuals to hit all of these people individually, especially when they're spread across the country. So when yeah. you get them in a group like this, we love it. We love to be here. It's energizing and we just, you know, get to hear everybody and talk to everybody all at one time. All right, Heidgerken, from your perspective as one of the attendees here, why, why is this important for you? Well, I like it because there's less distraction than at the larger trade shows. So you can have those deeper conversations and, you know, exchange those ideas of this is what we're seeing, you know, what are you guys doing to support that? And then, you know, it, it's not a thousand people standing around. So we get more one-on-one -on -one right. time. Yeah. Mr. Netto, well, why, no. why is this important? As a distributor and, and a partner with CTI, where, you know, we, we get to bring new brands and something new and different for you guys. So yeah. you may have seen a lot of different brands here that you guys are familiar with. There's obviously new brands here, not, not just the one that we brought, but we get to bring in Origin Pro and introduce it to your uh, team. So 
it's good. Uh, you got a nice mix of both uh, sales engineers and salespeople. And, you know, for us to get a little bit of that one-on-one -on -one time with the folks that, you know, typically not in my area, I'm in New Jersey, I do yeah. travel, but to get out and, and see St. Louis and see the people in this area, <laughs> last it's time, interesting. The last time Chris was in St. Louis, St. Louis had a football team. I'll just point, point that yeah, out. I've never a been to St. Louis, so this was absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And I, at one point, it was kind of cool to be in St. Louis. <laughs> wow, okay. Chris.netto. <laughs> Uh, next story, our, the, our, one of our favorite things. Keep, is keep one, digging, Tim. I, I got nothing here, dude. Uh, the next story comes to us uh, from USA Today. The favorite thing for us to talk about right now is the MSG Sphere. $2.3 billion. That's a lot of money. Work, <laughs> a lot of money. Uh, work of AV and art and technology. Heidgerken, we'll start with you. They lost darn near a hundred million dollars in the last quarter a hundred million dollars so what does this do to the appetite of large ginormous bigger than life experiences like this i mean i think though they may be losing money now but everybody's talking about it right i travel around that here. and five bucks will get you a start i know they need to start charging people for all the youtube videos that everybody's sharing um but, I, but it's, it's word of mouth. Everybody's aware of it. And so I think maybe their business plan was a little aggressive to start with, but I think they're going to get there. And it's also, it's a statement, right? I mean, everybody talks about it. It's Everything. an expensive statement. It is an expensive statement. It is an expensive, and I'm glad I wasn't involved in the project, because I'm pretty sure they lost money there too. But, you know, those large one-off projects tend to be tough. Very well, and in talking with a couple of vendors here who had smaller hands in it part of that 2.3 billion 600 million of that Chris was the video walls mm -hmm. right and, and this is not just the external that everybody sees it's also the internal darn near you know 190 200 uh, degrees of, of coverage you really do feel like you're in the middle of it when you're inside if you've seen videos from the YouTube experience there what does a loss like that, from a business standpoint, do to further projects? It's an acceptable loss. That's my. It's a hundred million dollars. Hear me out. They spent billions. It's hundred. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a hundred million dollars in, in in theory. I mean, relative to a billion dollars. But what has it done for Vegas, right? Well, it, you, you didn't need F1. And you could have really done a lot just with the sphere being yeah. done this year. And F, you could have brought F1 next year. But you got, you know, one-two punch of those two things happening. So what is it doing for tourism? What is it doing for putting people? Like, we forget those things because we're the guys obviously being hired to do a lot of that yeah. stuff, right? It's putting people to work inside now that it's finished. Yeah. How many people were working? How many teams of people? Thousands. Yeah. Actually, we're working on that from all different aspects of it. I think it's a good boost for the for the... For the economy, it's a good boost for for Vegas, right? Because you know, nothing for nothing in, in the early 2000s, Vegas went all out with or 90s with volcanoes and you know big fountain shows and pirate ships and, and pirate ships, yeah. and that has not happened recently. All the new hotels that are coming are not doing the outdoor show anymore. That was about that was like the free part of Vegas, right? You got to go outside, and what did the fountains of Bellagio do for Bellagio? Right? It's an expense, it's outside, nobody's paying a dollar to watch it. The Sphere, it's, it's good for business for, for Vegas, it's great advertisement for us and what we do. 
because it's linking not just the construction of it, it's the technology, the technology that is around that, the content creators, the artistry, the everything that's going in. It's got people interested in what we do on a whole nother level. So right. can't go wrong. Jennifer, $100 million is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It's also, assuming that they're still in business <laughs> in June, it will be available for us to go see in Vegas in, during InfoCon. I, so I'm it, on that. It, I, I want to do that. I want to go see uh, it. I, I don't think, as much as I love you too, if they were still there, I don't think I'd spend the money to go into it. Because I'm not the park. Just right. want to put that out there. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I'm from my standpoint, being in the AV industry, I want to see what was done and yeah. how it was done. Yes, it's cool to see it from the outside, see it from the inside, but I don't want to pay to see the show of you two to see all of the stuff. I actually want to understand how it was done and what they're doing and the content that's and how they're creating the content. Go backstage. So, well, I want the backstage pass yeah, yes, for absolutely. Definitely, yes. definitely. One of the things that, that the technology, if you haven't seen it, first of all, one of the coolest things I still think is in the industry is Hypervision. Right? And this is not a commercial for Hypervision. I just think they're cool people and mm -hmm. they've done some really interesting things. Yeah. There's a large installation of Hypervision 3D-ish right? um, displays as well as projection mapping. There are freaking robots in there, okay? That's just, that's just kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, Mr. Neto, last question here. Um, we're going to have a part two of this, mm -hmm. um, mainly because Chris is a very busy person, very important person. We have to let him. You know what, dude? You, you're taking a shot at me again. For people that are watching, this guy <laughs> goes out and orders a freaking pineapple pizza. Not dude, just a, pineapple, a dude, Hawaiian pizza. Dude, I thought you were my friend, dude. Seriously. It's, you know I don't want to eat getting, that stuff. I, it's I, sitting it, there. It, it, now Mitchell brings it in here. I'm not eating that, dude, no matter what you do. Mitchell, you do know I have to work with him eat on it. a daily basis. I'm not right? eating person. Usually, if there's Chris, there's Jen. If there's Jen, there's Chris. We're, we're, we're kind we of a the, tag team we're, 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 we're on the same team just two seconds ago. Oh, come and on. Now, but she wants to eat. She's well, I do want side. him to eat the pineapple and well, pizza, but I can't. You all right? I think I'll be all right. I don't think I will be. All right. I'll have to. What was the last question? Oh, that's right. Uh, second part of this is we're going to have folks from Sure and, and, and QSIS coming on. They have announced another collaboration in technology. Um, Jen, I'm going to start with you. How important is it when manufacturers of the size of QSIS yes. and Sure yes. come together and say, you know what? Your, your peanut butter and my chocolate come together and they make a Reese's peanut butter cup. It, How important is that? It's, it's really important, especially from being a distributor that can provide one or both of those type of offerings or be able to bring our manufacturers together to do that. It just shows that people are playing nice in the sandbox. Yeah. And for you guys as the resellers and the installers, you're able to say these products play nice in the sandbox because not everybody plays nice. No. And to show that two big wigs are coming together to be able to do that, it's just gonna open up the world of, of collaboration and communication and differences in what we can do for our customers. So I think it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal. I'm excited about that. All right, Brian. Uh, Brian spends a lot of time in front of architects, so let's take that angle. How important is it for the design community when, when products like this work together? Well, I think it's critical because, you know, like we're trying to pick the right gear for each part of that and sometimes mixing and matching so that you get not only the right technological experience, but right 
you know, what it looks like is important and, and as, as, as important as how it functions. And so being able to pick the right pieces and put them all together and then make it easy to support, easy to program, easy to install, it, it's a game changer. Yeah. All right, very good. Well, I'll let you two get back to your, your, right, your real you. job this afternoon. Jen Weaver, how do people connect with you or Starin? So they can get in touch with Starin at www.starin.biz. Um, with me, I am on LinkedIn at Jennifer Weaver. I am on Twitter um, at jweaverstarin. And you can get me um, at my email, which is jennifer.weaver at starin.biz. All right, hi, um, I'm easy, uh, Brian H at cti.com. How do you get the that's, that's, I, You know, I'm the. F there's many Brian's here. There are actually four Brian H's, but I'm the first Brian H. Okay. And with a name like Hyde Gherkin, you know, it's yeah, it's really long. It's tough. It's so, uh, or LinkedIn. I'm on the. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Right. So, if, if you want to get hold of the prima donna, Mr. Neto, uh, Chris underscore Neto on the X, mm -hmm. uh, you should also, unless he's still pissy on Sundays. AB uh, in the AM. AB in the AM. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was. A, it's a pineapple. It's a pizza. I know. We're. I'll. I'm probably gonna have to really calm him down after that because you know I do would love to see him eat pineapple. He apparently on pizza. needs a nap. We did keep him up late last I'm night. Sorry, <laughs> I am sorry, Chris. Is it pineapple or just on pizza? It's just on pizza. Pineapple okay. on the pizza. Oh, he'll yeah. eat a pineapple. It's just on the pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. I really. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Coming up uh, in, in a second, we'll have our part two. All right, on to part two of our live from the CTI National Sales Meeting. Uh, with me are some very distinguished guests, and I'm still here. Cassie uh, Berger from Sure. How are you, ma'am? Well, thanks for having me. Good to have you in person, as I well know. as Toby, and as for the first time, Mr. Swiderski. So we'll get him in a second. I'm a little offended that you to call us distinguished, but we'll let us slide. Today. I didn't say you were old. I said you were distinguished. It was implied. Okay, that was Toby Tungle. Uh, if you're not watching the video, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I am well. You guys, and you and your team did a fantastic job this week. Thanks. They oh. uh, they rocked it out. Yeah. Uh, and Matthew Swiderski uh, from Houston. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Awesome. Uh, are you I, sure you want to have me on? Uh, <laughs> a little late now. Yes, Matthew. We're already recording. Got it. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> sure. Um, same, same as, as last time, gang. Just hopefully none of you uh, walk off the set from because of a pineapple pizza. Uh, Cassie, first question. You and I talked, you were on AV Week maybe a month or so ago, and we did a story about regional events. And the reason I wanted to bring this story up again is because it's, it's a little personal for me, right? It, it's in our home. It's in you know, St. Louis, my hometown. It's, it's CTI, obviously, where I work. What is the importance of a regional show like this? I think there's a couple things, and we did talk, and I think it was only two or three weeks ago. Um, it's an opportunity to see everybody from the country in one place. It's an opportunity for us to present. So I was able to do a 30-minute presentation, which we talked about last time. The importance of that is I have one message, I have a structured presentation, and I have a room full of captive audience, captive saying that loosely. But uh, I have 30 minutes that I can share what I need to share with this, this room. And then they can come stop by my booth to follow up. Um, I also have the opportunity to meet with fellow manufacturers and fellow vendors, which is uncommon um, aside from these large shows. So we like to get together and actually communicate. And it's nice to see them. Yeah. Toby, uh, same question in, in same angle as, as Hyde Griffin took. This is this is your show, right? This is this is your folks coming together. It is the CTI employees. Why is this important for you for the vendors to come out? 
We are celebrating the partnerships that we have created over the last couple of decades. Well, I guess three and a half decades, if you want to talk about our 30th anniversary. These manufacturers are so important to us, and this is a thank you. Outside of celebrating the sales team that's here, educational sessions, these type of events allow us to connect with them on a much more personal level. They get to spend time with the leadership team, time with a lot of salespeople that perhaps they only see a couple times a year or maybe 20 times on video, but never in person. Yeah. That's really important. And those local events, you can't get that anywhere else. The big shows are still very important, but these are really where you can be far more engaged and, and not be worried about 10,000 other people standing around you. Yeah, Matthew? I, I agree with everything they said. Um, the large shows are a lot of fun, but you feel like you're moving 100 miles an hour. You don't get to have as deep of conversations, and you're trying to you know talk to 100 people in a day. You know, shows like this, it's uh, the conversations are much deeper, right? Um, you, the smaller setting, uh, smaller groups, uh, you get to catch up with old friends and, uh, you know, maybe make fun of some old friends and no, things like that. I so, me. I no, no, not at all. So it, they're great. I, I just think the quality of the conversations uh, that you have with your partners are fantastic. And then, you know, uh, especially when end users come in, right? You know, there's a lot of end users that can't make it to Infocom for any, any reason. And, and you can have some really high quality, deep conversations with those end users. So they're, they're incredibly valued from my perspective. Toby, uh, next next story. Um, the MSG sphere, as fantastic as it is and as expensive as it was, those fine folks lost $100 million last quarter and the CFO quit. So, is this, I mean, what does this do for, you know, folks who are looking at maybe the next ginormous experience? The sphere is pretty cool. I'm just going to say it, right? I mean, it's, it I, is. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is it a $2.3 billion pool? <laughs> I mean, I don't have that kind of money laying around. Uh, I, I could probably bounce the check if I tried, but... I they, think that's a felony, by the way. Ooh, <laughs> don't record that. Mitch will take that. You know, the, the interesting thing for me is they, you know, we've, we've talked to them about the different events they're holding there. Obviously, they've got the, the, the band. I think they're shooting a little too big to start. Okay. I think they need to get far more tactical. I think they need to start bringing in people that perhaps can't spend a... I don't know what the numbers are. I'll use round numbers for the sake of it. $100,000 for a 10-second spot get people that actually want to pay to get people up there and show the value of it. Right now it's cool smiley faces and weird things that are going on like they had a weird uh, Halloween one up there which was kind of creepy. Yeah. Get people out there to show the value. All right now it's a bunch of data that they don't even have any real data back on. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's overpriced. There was a, a gentleman on Twitter probably about three weeks ago that put the price tag at half a million for Oof. 10 seconds. Now, I was a little off. It, it, it was, you know, yeah, half a million dollars for a, a 10 second ad. And the, the thing That's about that, that, well, the 10 second ad, somebody in marketing, Tim can appreciate this, there's no way to track that. No. To nope. actually say, I got a value out of that. It's a cool factor. And I would love to see our CTI logo on that when we go land at Infocom. Not sure a half a million dollars for a 10 seconds that I may or may not see is potentially worth that. In the very first, they made a big deal um, when this happened, the first movie to be advertised on it was Trolls. Now, Trolls is produced by not a very small company and it's, nope. it's, a, it's a blockbuster money maker for that, that, that movie studio. So certainly they probably could have said, let's, let's try this out. And I think that's the level you're gonna hit. Unless Toby, you're right, they start lowering the price. There was actually a secondary article that somebody talked about that there was a bunch of people locally that thought it was hacked. Because, because the Trolls Because the Trolls was on there. Because <laughs> it was finally, an advertisement yeah. outside of what they've been doing, right? Yeah. And it's just interesting from that perspective. It is. 
Mr. Swiderski? So I, I look at it more as the, the experience inside the sphere. Okay. And I, I, I mean, it was open, what, five days, seven days by the time those financials closed. So I don't know if that gives you a really good snapshot into what the reality is. You know, when I look at it, and we, we were spitting balling, you know, a few weeks ago, a group of us, you know, manufacturers, and think of what you could do in there. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I mean, I think U2 is just that first step, right? And I, I would pay to go see it, but you think of bands where that visual experience can enhance it, right? You think of Dead & Company there, you know, you know, for a year, I'd pay a couple grand to go see them. So. I think they need to figure out what they're going to use it for, right? And what, what's going to play the best. But I actually think that they need to go bigger, right? I, I, I think that that elevated AV experience, especially coming off of, a, you know, the pandemic and years being in the house, like we need to get out there and start doing those things. And I think that's going to I help. I hope it moves it forward, right? We can watch the, you know, the concert in the, you know, in our house. It's not the same. Get out there and go hang out with some people and enjoy it. And you need a band like U2, and U2 is, is one of my favorites, but they have been visual as much as auditory for 30 years. I'm thinking back to the, the Zoo TV tour, right, where they had giant screens on the stage with them. So you don't, you're not going to put, I'm going to pick on Adele for a second, you're not going to put Adele nope. in this sphere because there's no inherent visuals with her. But you put them, you put Sting, you put somebody who you know already has visuals encompassing their their act. Yeah, and I, I don't even think like just outside of music, right? Think about movies, you know, uh, doing the Star Wars score with the, oh. the symphony orchestra in there, things like that. I, I I don't even think that we know what they're going to use it for. Yeah. But I think that experience is so elevated that it's, you know, it's going to be pretty powerful. Taylor Swift should do it. I was going to say Taylor uh. and Travis engagement. Oh, my party. gosh. Okay. Now, now we're now going to pay going. for Ugh. the entire thing. You think her tour tickets are hard to get. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right, Cassie Berger. Talk about losing $100 million and what we do with that. I, my initial, when I, when I looked at the article, my initial thought was bad project management, bad planning and budgeting because... There's a red flag here waving somewhere saying we did something wrong if we estimated this off, yeah. what the return was going to be. So my question is, where did that land? Were you way over your head in the development and the project management of it? Um, did you totally underestimate what it was going to cost to do this? Uh, or did you underestimate what you were going to be able to do when it was complete? So my question is more, and probably why the CFO stepped down, bless his heart, is maybe there was bad management somewhere in there, and I, I hope he's not listening to this. That would be awkward. Uh, but there's got to be something, because that, that's a huge miss, and it is a really elevated experience, and I think that that is what we need, and I think that's what people want, and U2 has been wildly successful, so how did they get it this wrong? Yeah. That's my question. Right. Matthew, last question here is Cusis and Sure mm -hmm. uh, have long collaborated. I'm thinking back to 2017, 2016 even. Now you guys have another, another uh, instance where you guys are working together inherently. How important is that for manufacturers to work together for the benefit of the end user? I think it's critically important. I mean, that's the, uh, the whole thought process between, you know, behind our technology partner platform. Right? We want to work with like-minded companies to create a much more consistent and positive experience. And, and it's for end users, it's for our channel partners. Um, you know, it, it, it's critically important. You know, one of the biggest challenges in our industry, going back as long as I've been doing this, right, is 
pointing fingers. Well, it's, it's your stuff. It's, it's our stuff, right? And I think, you know, we want to take a different approach, right? We want to work with partners that uh, can make it more consistent, easier to deploy, uh, more serviceable, um, better uptime, you know, all of those factors. And so, you know, sure, whomever, it's, it's, it's really important. All right, Cassie? Service and support. Uh, I think that's why Microsoft Teams has deemed so successful and a requirement and certification. And that kind of outlines uh, what partnerships look or should look like moving forward. Because the biggest thing, for example, with Teams and in any partnership any manufacturer might have is when they deploy a system, who do they call for support? Who do they call for service? Who's going to be able to take those calls? And, um, and that's the biggest benefit a manufacturer has in partnering with another manufacturer or being certified under a platform, whatever it might be, is at the end of the day, to Matthew's point, they're going to call somebody and they're going to get a direct line to somebody who can help service their problem. And it's either going to be the integrator calling in or the end user. And so for the end user, I would have a peace of mind knowing that I have partnered products going to my, into my facility and my deploy, deployment over having a piecemeal solution and having to call 10 different people to get a resolution to a problem. Right. Something that, that some, most people know is Toby, before he, uh, he became CMO, he was also a pretty successful salesperson and, and, and I, 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 pretty successful. <laughs> yeah, sort of successful. Sort of, well, yeah. And Matthew used to work with Feel the love. so yeah. <clears throat> uh, and so did, did you work <clears throat> did you work at CTI when <clears throat> Toby did? I, I think so. Wow. I think wow. we were there together. I think wow. all three of us were there together. That's scary. I got the stars to prove it. <laughs> Anyhow, Toby <laughs> Dungle. Uh, how important is it when manufacturers work together for the benefit of the industry? I'm standing in the wrong spot to answer this question wrong you are. In between these two. No pressure. Yeah. However, <laughs> My opinion on it is probably a little different. Okay. So service support aside, product availability aside, they're both really good at what they do, right? And I think where a lot of manufacturers fall flat is they don't look around and go, hey, we're probably never gonna be a kick-ass audio company like Shure, we should work with them to bring them into our ecosystem. <clears throat> QSYS does that. It's, it's a lot of organizations that close those doors and try to be really isolated, and that works for a little while, but the more that, that QSYS specifically, and I'm kind of a fanboy, so sorry. Thank um, you. Continue to open those doors to other manufacturers that do really good things. It's amazing, I think, what we're able to provide as an integrator to our clients. Because there's been, and we all have horror stories of this from 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, this product is what she wanted, and it doesn't do this because it doesn't talk to this. And then you have to have two sub-independent sub systems that don't work together, and then he's pointing finger towards her, and she's pointing finger towards him, and I'm stuck in the middle with a client that's upset. Now, they're certified, they work together, there is no question. Yeah. And we take care of it from that perspective. And to me, I'm really excited about it because there's lots of other stuff going on in the, in the world. And being able to say that we don't necessarily need to manufacture their product, but we have the relationships and trust of other manufacturers is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. IT's already been doing this for years. 100%. We're just the guys figuring it out now. I think partnership, to your point, right, is you can't do everything right. Mm -hmm. So double down on what you're great at, right, and find partners, you know, that are great at, you know, where you have, where you're not as great. And, and I think that's, you know, our philosophy, right, is it's processing, it's control, it's, it's video, right? But on the peripherals, we're not going to make displays and, you know. You don't want to make Matthew's first can, can I? Can I? Can I, I? We're recording this, so you know, if you come out with displays, I'm going to have Mitchell find the audio. <laughs> I, I, I might get yelled at. 
You don't you recall know. ever anybody talking about making displays. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Very, yes. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> I'm trying. Build a platform. Yes. Right. But you know what you're good at, and you focus on 100%. the products, and that's how we are as well. And it, that's why we find like-minded manufacturers to partner with. 100. percent You build a platform, and the and you allow that ecosystem to grow. And make up it the very it. best. Absolutely. All right, that's a good place to stop. Cassie Berger, I'm sure. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to have you in at least a, a little studio, yeah. a, a portable studio. Um, how do people connect with you, or sure? Sure.com. Uh, go to our tech portal. That's going to be a subsite to our consumer page. And you can find me, Cassie Berger, on LinkedIn. Mr. Tunkel? You can start with CTI.com. That is CTI.com, since that's so hard to remember. Uh, and then anywhere in the world is at Toby Tungle on every social site and every email address you could possibly find. Your okay. name's that unique? It is. I have that username everywhere, so if you, yes. And your phone number is? Yeah. <laughs> 866-5309. Yes, sir. Cusis.com, uh, Matthew Swiderski. You can find me on LinkedIn. And if you can figure out how to spell my last name, so good, good you luck. Spell if it you out? can, you can email to Tungle. Hey, um, email Toby, he'll get you my info. Exactly. For uh, Tim Albright, don't follow me anywhere because I'm pretty boring. But go by the website, avianation.tv. It's avianation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, Mitchell told me that they just recorded a brand spanking new uh, state of control. So that's coming down the pipeline, uh, as well as a host of others. All that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Aaron Marmoran of EdTech. The world of higher ed AV is growing rapidly. That's why each month we hear from the best and brightest from colleges and universities all over the U.S. Check out EdTech on avnation.tv or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.